Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, happy Friday. It's Friday, TGIF. Welcome to the chat room. I am Miss Felicia, you know I got my right hand. And half the time, y'all, she is definitely my left. The fabulous <laughs> Miss Toti. Hey, T. Hey, Alicia, girl, how you doing this first Friday of the summer? We had a great show, guys kick off the summer seasons, and make sure you guys hit, hit those archives because it was live up in the chat room last night. <laughs> yes, we did. We had a good time. Good time. Girl chat, girl chat. Uh, this tonight is going to be another live show. We got the fabulous Nikkei Roundtree and musical mm-hmm. guest Deuces going to come in and kick in the chat room doors. Our... Um, huh? Topic is a little bit different. I don't mm-hmm. know. We might have done this before, um, but it's thinking outside of the box. So it's think outside of the box, outside of the book, and push your brand. Mm-hmm. A lot of times um, in any industry, when you first come out, it's slow. You know, book the book business is a slow business, and you have to, you kind of got to have, um, you got to move your own feet until your project has legs of its own. So uh-huh. you kind of got to think outside of the box, uh, out of the book, um, and uh-huh. and move around to try to push yourself through um, while you're pushing your brand. You know what I'm saying? I think uh-huh. sometimes so many people get stuck in the book, like this is all I can do to push it is just promote it, in the social medias, and that's not that's not all you can do. You have to think outside of your book, though. You have to think how can you take your book and and push it in other realms. For example, I started selling paparazzi jewelry. 
right? And so actually Nikki is my um, sponsor. So that's uh-huh. my book. She has the books in blame. You know what I'm saying? So she has a niche. Even if you look at Victoria Christopher Murray, Rashonda Tate, Billingsley, they have a niche. They they have a niche, and then they're able to, through that niche, reintroduce themselves to new people all the time, new readers all the time. Uh-huh. And they move their books in that aspect as well. So you got to think outside of the book sometimes because you're always going to be reintroducing yourself. There's always somebody new that hasn't read your book. I don't care how far back it's been since you've written it. Uh-huh. Hmm. That's interesting. And I think we did have a show similar. We actually had some seasoned authors as well as uh, new authors to the business, and they kind of shared, you know, and they kind of came in between and they learned from each other because you can all, even though you've been in the business, you can still hear ideas, fresh ideas that may not have occurred to you. So it's always interesting to see everybody's take on what they do outside of just, you know, the normal promoting your book, like you say. You know, you have to take different avenues to reach different people, reach different audiences that may not even be aware that you write books. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And and you are. You are always reinventing yourself. You know, shout out to Omar Tyree. He says that all the time. He's always trying to think of ways in, to reintroduce himself, uh, especially to the to the new readers, um, mm-hmm. to get them able to know him and, and know his brand and his pen and be able to want to know more about what he does. Even if you look mm-hmm. at the uh, new nominee for a governor of Georgia. She's an author. Mm-hmm. She's a romance author. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and that's that to me is awesome. If you think mm-hmm. about it, authors are everywhere. Actors are authors, musicians are authors, uh judges, lawyers, everybody got a book out. Mhm. That's true. And speaking of Omar Leach, every time he comes on Let's Chat, he has a new way of branding himself. He has a new way of getting his material out. Uh, so it's always, always room to improve and expand on your brand. Speaking, he's, he's a prime example of that. I definitely agree. Um, so you really, 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 in, in, especially in this industry, you have to have a niche. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you look at now, this is my my greatest uh, example, Terry Branch, as well as Honeybee Morrison, Mary mm-hmm. Honeybee Morrison, and Terry Branch. Branch, I would call them like the ultimate book hustlers mm-hmm. as far as female authors. There are so more, but. Honeybee, she has a new um, radio show that's going to be on World Mm -hmm. Star Radio. She just Mm -hmm. announced that. Um, Terry Branch, she does hair. She has a makeup line. And, honey, she does hair, makeup line. Ain't no telling whatever else she does because she does some stuff, honey. But she Mm pushes the books all the time in everything that she does. She is pushing her books, and that's all part of her brand. So you got to find your niche. you got to find what draws people to you and then use that to segue into 
um, another just part of something that you enjoy and love. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. If that makes sense. It, it does. And then, you know, when you have those various um, ways of branding, you interchange, you interact with all three of them. They each play a role and they each bring a different type of audience to that particular brand, like with the makeup and the hair and the books. You know, you, you're doing one, but you're still promoting the other. You're doing another one and you're promoting the other two. So it all works hand in hand, and that's how you get legs to your product. You know, you get new new people to your product. So um, it's a great thing when you can work that brand with different, you know, things that you bring to to, to your table. I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that, whether it's uh, through, you know, novelty. Some people have T-shirts. Um, mm-hmm. Some people add music to to their books. Shout out to Wahida Clark when uh, Payback. And Enough came out. I think it was Payback Ain't Enough. Um, she did a soundtrack with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to. You got to find those things to um, draw people in. You have to. If you just drop a link and then think that that's what all it's going to take, that's not it. You need more than that. You need more than dropping oh, a yeah. link. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> And and likes and likes are not necessarily purchases. Likes, you know, you want them to hit that link and and put it to your cart, whatever it may be. <laughs> Absolutely, I just said that the other day. I was like, likes are nice, but one clicks are better. Like I don't care mm-hmm. in any industry what you're doing. The fact that you like what I posted, that's an awesome thing. Now go buy mm-hmm. something. You know what I'm saying? Go buy it. Go get it. Share mm-hmm. it with somebody else who can go buy it and go get it. That's right. And that's where those likes come in. <laughs> right. Encur- likes are like encouragement Encour- or affirmation. You know, that's nice. Mm-hmm. But I knew it was nice. That's why I posted it. You know, not being <laughs> arrogant, but shit. That's what mm-hmm. it is. That's I nice, it. but you want that support. <laughs> exactly. I knew it was nice. That's why I posted it. I knew the cover looked good. That's why I posted it. Now I want you to go out and buy it. I want you to share it. I want you to to maybe buy it for somebody else, something to help mm-hmm. me push what I have going on. Right. And each hand washes the other. But Alicia and I always get involved in our show. You know, we have new faces, new hands, new new people tuning in. So we want to thank all our new listeners as well as our regular listeners. Shout out to all you guys because you guys keep us going and you guys are the reason why we do what we do. And we enjoy what we do. Uh, but here on Let's Chat, just to let those that may not be familiar with us here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature because we are book divas. We are book snobs. Yes, we are. <laughs> we admit it. <laughs> but we don't just celebrate literature. We celebrate all walks of life, no matter what it may be. And we celebrate it the royal way. And our show allows our listeners as well as our guests that come to the chat room to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion behind what it is that they do because it may touch you in a way that you may need at this certain point in your life. So we thank you guys for tuning in. We always have a good time here on Let's Chat. Ain't no telling what's going to happen <laughs> inside of Let's Chat. But we just thank you for tuning in. And uh, we've been doing this for a couple of years, and uh, we really, really appreciate you. We are a two-time award-winning show. Whoop, whoop. 
shout out to everyone that always <laughs> nominate as well as vote for us. We so, so appreciate you. We got a great show on tap tonight with two great guests. And uh, our topic is think outside the book and push your brand. If you guys have a brand that you guys push, you know, share. Let us know how you push your brand. You know, it's always room for improvement and always room to learn. So sit back, tune in this Friday night, the first Friday of the summer, and have a great time with a great show. Absolutely. And make sure you check us out on Instagram. Shout out to everybody that follows us on Instagram. Uh, it's a new page I just started, and it's growing really fast. Um, but it's let's underscore chat underscore radio. Make sure you guys uh, follow us on Instagram. We're on Twitter as well, on Facebook. Follow us. We share. Um, tag us in your book releases. Tag us in your events. Um, so that we can share those things. I actually shared a book event. There is a book event mm-hmm. in Illinois in March um, for romance authors. Uh, I'll make sure I get that information and reshare it again. I don't have it, like, right, right in front of me, but I shared uh-huh. it yesterday. Okay. Yeah, we love it. That's how you get to new to meet new authors as well. You know, I go and support those authors because book fairs are, are 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 great. I love. It's like a library. You know, I love going into the library. You get into it's like a different world. You get to meet authors that you don't normally meet or don't normally see or don't even normally read. So always support those literary events because uh, books are a business, and we appreciate yours. <laughs> Yes, and that's in the words of the fabulous Keisha Green. Books are absolutely mm-hmm. a business. Once you publish yes. that book, I don't care if you're signed or not. You are officially a business, and you have to move and 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 act like one, carry yourself like one. There is a uh, fabulous event coming in uh, to Vegas in mm-hmm. September, and it's... Uh, Act like an author, pass the publishing. Act like an author, think like a business. I don't know how to get her slogan again. But uh-huh. I'm going to post all of those fab- that fabulous information as well. But, yes. Uh-huh. It's on our page. It's on yours as well as mine because we always share that because that's a big event coming. I wish I could make it, but I'm going to be on my on vacation. But that's an awesome, awesome Event and she's always dropping jewels. She drops jewels throughout the yes. day, and they're the really good jewels too. And if you can't mm-hmm. go to the event, I'm gonna post her link because not I love the way E Enjoy markets herself. She how she pushes her services, she pushes her books, she pushes her brand. And if you cannot go to the event, that's not a worry. She teaches that event online. She does a one-on-one for the event, um, for mm-hmm. the, the content of the event. And so you can still get the information if you can't go to Vegas. But mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I post that for for those that want to have that information because she talks about everything. She talks about um, the EINs, places to market it. Um, the, she talks about formatting. She talks about everything, how to start it as a business, 
everything, everything uh-huh. you can think of, she talks about it. And I think that they don't talk about the business of books enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you have authors, they're authors, they want to write, and that's a fabulous thing because you have a gift and a skill. But the business part of books is different, and you have to know the right. business part of books. Books are absolutely a business, and so you have to understand. We always say here on Let's Chat, you got to know what you know because you know it. And mm-hmm. so, therefore, you absolutely. should know um how Amazon works, how Barnes and Nobles works, what are other platforms you can you can have books on besides that? How do you get your books in the libraries, bookstores, all of that? Your publisher is there, they're great, they're grand, but their job is to do what? Publish your book. To push your book and get your book out there, to have your book create legs, that is your job as the author. And so a lot of times they don't know the business part of books, and so they get frustrated because it's, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to organize and keep up with, and you know, so that is a fabulous path to publishing. It's a fabulous event. I'll make sure I post that. Tony, I'll share it. I just, I just shared it with you, Leisha. I just pulled it up, and it's on both your page as well as mine. Okay, Dad. You see it? I'm going to look now. Mhm. And that's actually from September 20th to the 22nd, 2018. Like we said, the Pat the Publisher. And if uh, you're not familiar, you may be following either Ian Joy or Joylyn M. Ross. Ross. So mm-hmm. make sure you right you check out those two pages. She shares jewels every day, all day. Absolutely, and it's act like an author, yet think like a business. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's a fabulous, fabulous fabulous course that she has and she wants mm-hmm. to be able to teach authors the business of books and I think that's very important if you don't know the business of books then you should not be in books you should not be in the uh, literary industry you need to know the business side <laughs> even if you're signed mm-hmm. to, a, to a publisher you still need to know how it works you need to know how royalties mm-hmm. work you need to know how all of that works you need to have an understanding and so if you have an understanding, then you know how your team is moving. You know who's doing what. It makes it easier for you as an author to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you need to know what it takes from A to Z and what it takes to get a book out, all the different processes, Absolutely. all the different, you know, steps that you have to take. And uh, I didn't really appreciate it until we got into the radio business, Leash, and we've been listening to all the different ways and all the different requirements that needs, that an author needs to get a just one book out, you know. And so can you imagine mm-hmm. the people that, the authors that have been in the business for a while, it really, it really boggles me. And I have such a great respect for the author as a result of that. Absolutely, and then when they're seasoned authors, when they've been out for years, there's another aspect of publishing because you have to be able to always reinvent yourself, always pushing yourself. And we got this fabulous, fabulous lady in here, the fabulous Nikki Roundtree. She's going to come and talk that talk about thinking outside the book and pushing your brand. Mm. Hey, how are Hello, you, ladies? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Miss Tony. Hey, yeah. Alicia. How you doing? <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us here on Let's Chat tonight. Yeah, I'm excited. 
Everybody may not know who the fabulous Nikkei Roundtree is. Tell everybody about a little bit about your journey in the literary world um, and some of your fabulous books. Okay. Well, um, the way I entered into the literary world is kind of interesting. It was unintentional, actually. Um, I am an educator, been in education for 22 years now. And at the point in my life, I was happened to be a middle school building administrator, and I said that I find something to do to relieve some of the stress <laughs> that I was under, you know, working in my profession. So um, I opted not to do the exercise, join the gym thing, and I picked up something that I had done back when I was in middle school, and that was right. I, I remember writing um, vividly uh, when I was in middle school. So I just started writing. Um, the book started off a self-published book called When It Rains, It Pours, kind of just thinking about what was going on in my life at the time. And um, so I finished that book maybe uh, within about six months, and at maybe a couple of months after I finished, um, my next-door neighbor told me that her sister uh, was looking for some authors. Um, unbeknownst to me, her sister was Kiki Swenson. So um, mm. I was a little hesitant about um, actually submitting my work because I was a fan of Kiki Swenson, and I just, you know, I wasn't confident in myself or my writing ability. Um, but, you know, she was like, just go ahead, you know, and so I submitted mm-hmm. the book, um, When It Rains, It Pours, and um, she actually took me on as one of her authors, and we changed um, the book title from When It Rains, It Pours to Cash Roots Everything Around Me, and that um, turned into my really my first published piece of work. Um, it was an urban fiction piece. Um, I learned over the years, um, that was in 2014, I believe, over the years that I wasn't really an urban author. I was more of a women's fiction author. So um, from Cash, we went from Cash Rules, everything around me, to The Cheater's Wife, which was one of my favorite uh, books to write. Um, And it did become um, a number one bestseller on Amazon. Um, And of course, to me, coming into the game, not being um, confident in being an author, a writer, you know, it was just a hobby, something to do at the time to keep, you know, from being stressed out. And from there, Mm -hmm. I have, I think maybe about, um, I think it's 10 or 11 books from um, Cash Rules Everything Around Me to Cheetah's Wife 1 and 2, my most recent releases, which are Tales of a Woman's Intuition, and uh, my newest release, which is Obsessed. Um, I've had the privilege of writing with my pen sisters and brothers. I'm now signed to Kennerly Presents, and the team wrote um, the book, our first anthology together, Sex Therapy, which totally 150% took me out of my out of my <laughs> entire circle of <laughs> writing <laughs> because, you know, 
uh, Shanta pushed me. He was like, look, you can do this. You can do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I can't. And, you know, um, from the feedback that I got from my portion of the book, people really liked um, the story that I told, which was really I had to go into a totally – I had to have an alter ego to really write that. Um, so erotica definitely is another style that – I have not really assumed yet. Um, <laughs> so, but I did it. You know, I'll try anything once. Um, so, you know, my journey continues to be writing. I'm not one of those writers, however, that pushes books <laughs> out, you know, every 30 days. Not that there isn't anything, you know, wrong with it because some people do it and they do it with, you know, with style. And it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's great, but for me, it takes me time, um, and it takes me time because I actually try to build a story that people can really relate to. Um, the most of my stories end in a twist, and a lot, um, the majority of them are very relatable. They come from real life situations. Sometimes, sometimes my own. Sometimes, you know, just from living life every day. Um, mm-hmm. So. You know, I am currently writing a spinoff to Obsess, um, which is another uh, – I try to step out of of my element to just kind of give me a challenge. So writing Obsess was a challenge because I'm used to, like I said, writing women's fiction. So Obsess was more of a, a true crime, suspense, you know, one of those psychotic types. A book, mm-hmm. and when I mm-hmm. go back and I think about obsessed, I, I'm like, I'm not crazy. I mean, do I have like this psychotic <laughs> side of me? Because it was truly, you know, it was psychotic, and I was like, maybe I need to seek some help, you know. But you know, it was fun writing it, and um, throughout the story, you know, obsessed is actually a chapter. Nobody really knows who obsessed is until the end, which, you know, here comes the twist. You know, all through the book you have this suspense of, oh, I know it's this person, I know it's, you know, this person. But then at the end Mm -hmm. of the book you're like, okay, wait a minute. And, you know, I had people inboxing me like, really, really? So (laughs) that's who it is. You know, so, um, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my journey is, you know, probably not like most authors who came into the business. Initially, I did think, you know, I wanted to, you know, to write full time. You know, I want to, you know, retire, you know, an author over um, the years with me really growing in my profession and starting other businesses. You know, I'm very comfortable just kind of still doing this part, you know, part time and writing part time. But one thing that I do know, um, Shanta always tells us that we have to keep ourselves relevant. And we have to, you know, even though he knows I'm a slow writer and I love my publisher, Shanta Kennedy, shout out to my team. Um, he doesn't push me. You know, he doesn't, uh-huh. you know, he's not calling me every, you know, month saying, okay, where my book, where my book. You know, he lets me, he knows that once I submit it, he knows that it's going to be something something good, something tight. So, you know, mm-hmm. now he does encourage me, you know, but, you know, he doesn't push me. And that's what I love about being a part of um, of Kennerly Presents. So that's kind of my, you know, that's kind of my journey in 
you know, this world of literature. <laughs> so, and and I, I I enjoy it. Now we've had Shanta on the show before. He is something. Mm-hmm. We we had a good time that in that interview. Yes, we, had we a really, did. Really good time with him. <laughs> How did you get connected with him uh, for him to become your new publisher? Okay, well, um, Shanta and Shanta and I were all, both signed to Kiki Swenson at the same, at, you know, at, during the same time frame. So that's how we uh, met each other. We actually started off as pen sister and pen brother. So um, that that's how we met. And so when um, we both uh, went our separate ways uh, after. Um, you know, being released from our, you know, contract with uh, Kiki, and I decided that I wanted to self-publish, and Shanta was already self-publishing, already a publisher himself, even at that time. But, you know, I I self-published by re-releasing Cash Rules, everything around me under my own uh, you know, under my own publishing company at the time. And then I decided that, you know, I really liked poetry, and so I did release a couple of poetry books under, um, you know, under my own name um, as a self-published author. Uh, but then, you know, what I like about being with a publishing, uh, with a publishing company, with a, public, with a team, is that team um uh, you know, being amongst a team of people, like I, I miss being with my pencils, Anitra and Terry, um, Terry uh, Branch and Anitra Hill. They were my pencils under um, under Kiki as well, and I actually miss that camaraderie. You know, just being a being a part of a team. So they actually signed to Shanta first, um, and it took me maybe a couple of months, and then I um, came in under Shanta as well. And we continue to, you know, we continue to motivate each other and encourage each other, each other, and do things as a team. And and I like that. I like the team um, part of being a part of a um, publishing company. So that's kind of how we, you know, we connected again. Oh, wow! Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> now. So. Just, I want to go back. When mm-hmm. I want to go back to the first time you sat down to write a book. What was mm-hmm. going on in your world that that I know that she was the sister of your neighbor, but what made mm-hmm. you feel like let me go for it? What was going on in your head at that time that you was like I'm about to do this? I don't know how it's gonna be, but I'm gonna do it. Well, I, okay. My philosophy is the worst somebody can say is no. <laughs> so. You know, I was willing to take my chance. Uh, you know, my uh, my neighbor was like, you know, it's it's really good. You need to you need to do this. You need to, you know, you need to try it. You know, and so I said, well, the worst that she can say is no. If she says no, I'm perfectly happy. Just writing my little books and self publishing them myself. So at the time, I kind of needed, you know, that something in my life as, uh, you know, something to say, you know what, you you can do this. You, 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 this little hustle or this little hobby of yours can turn into, um, you know, a moneymaker. And I had been, you know, reading books, uh, 
because I'm always into a multiple, you know, multiple streams of income. And so I bought some books, you know, how they have those infomercials and it tells you all these different ways to make money. And so one of them was the, you know, the publishing. It was self-publishing, but then I said, you know, if I had the opportunity to sign with Kiki, that could really take, you know, me to a whole nother level. So I just submitted it. And I submitted it and just let go and let God, and then I said, she's either going to say yes or she's either going to say no. And either way, I was prepared to go with it and move forward. So when she said yes, I was really shocked, really surprised, and I'm like, oh, my God, now what? Now what? So, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it was it was a great journey. I enjoyed, um, you know, the ride. I learned a lot. Um, I met new people um, as a result of that. So, you know, um, I really didn't have, um, you know, anything major going on other than the fact that, you know, you try everything once, you know, and then if it doesn't work mm-hmm. out, then you try something else. And that's kind of my mentality, was my mentality then, and it's certainly, certainly my mentality now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, who is your biggest supporter throughout this whole journey for you? Well, I would say that my biggest supporter is my husband. Um, but then right behind my husband, I would say my mom, my dad, and my sisters. Um, you know, so my husband is the one who's there that, you know, I bounce, you know, ideas off of him, you know, and he swears up and down that, you know, after every book that I've written, that he was the, you know, he was the mastermind <laughs> behind the whole concept, you know. See, he's um, guaranteeing his coinage. He like, look, as soon as this hit New York Times, we on Oprah, I'm letting Oprah know where you got it from. Exactly, and that is him. So, you know, through the ups, through the downs, he's, you know, always been been there. You know, he, you know, he lets me write, you know, when, when I'm like, you know, I just need some peace and quiet. I need to be able to just write. You know, he helps to guarantee that for me because we do have three girls. Um, and, you know, it, you know, my household is very active at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, all of my kids are active. Um, doing, you know, what, you know, the different things that they do in school and everything. And then on top of the fact, you know, I still work full time. So he kind of guarantees that when I need that time um, to really reflect on my writing or whatever it is that I'm doing that, you know, that I can do that and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, do it kind of in peace (laughs) because that's usually what I need in order to really, you know, to write. So I normally write late at night when the household is, you know, is still. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would say that they are my biggest supporters in addition to um, Shanta and, you know, the whole entire Kennedy Presents team. We try to support each other. When we we have a new release that comes out, it doesn't matter who it is. We all try to push each other's work. So if uh, Terry is having a new book coming out, I'm pushing Terry's book, um, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, That cross-promotion, I love it. Yes, and, you know, when they have a book come out, I purchase it, and, you know, and I actually read it, um, you know, because 
that that's my way of showing, you know, showing support. In addition to the fact my pen sisters all have different writing styles, so, you know, it continues to keep me abreast of, you know, the different types of styles of writing because one day I may want to venture into that type of, you know, mm-hmm. type of writing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Wow. That's quite a journey. And it's also good it's also good to, to see different styles of writing. Um and just to take you away from your norm, you know. Not necessarily exactly. taking material, but just getting outside of your norm and, and, and just being a reader instead of a, a writer. Right, exactly, exactly. And I think that's important because before I started, you know, um writing, I was a reader. One of the first books that I read that really turned me on to, um, you know, to potentially writing was um, Sister Soldier. Um, um, Coldest Winter Ever. Coldest Winter Ever, yes. I think I read that book at least three or four times. Um, wow. You know, and, <laughs> and it's crazy. And I, I picked mm-hmm. it up and read it at different you know, part times in my life, um, and mm-hmm. it was my my middle sister who who you know who shared the book with me. She was like, "Look, you got to read this book." I was like, "Look, I don't have time to read a book right now." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so she uh, gave me the book, and I swear I would put the book, I would read the book, finish the chapter, put the book down, turn the light off. And then I would turn the light back on. I would have to know what was going on. And I would get right back up and I would read the next chapter. Sometimes I would wake, you know, be reading and the sun is coming up, you know. So it, you know, that's kind of where my journey as a reader started. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, from that, I was like, you know, maybe I could potentially do this, you know, writing thing. And when the opportunity kind of fell in my lap, um, you know, it wasn't intentional. You know, it's just been a great journey from, you know, mm-hmm. from starting off as a necessity, writing as a necessity, to now writing as, you know, um, as not really a hobby, but, um, you know, as a hustle, as, you know, a multiple stream of income, which, um, you know, my books give me. Uh-huh. You have that what Alicia and I call this is Tony. We gotta to try to remember who let you know who's talking. You have a little okay. bit of that book itis that Alicia and I talk about, you know, at least when you have one of those type of books that you just can't put down and you can't pick up anything else after you finish it. She done read yes. that book three times. She had a serious take of case of book itis. <laughs> yes, yes. And in that book I had it. <laughs> Definitely. So, um and then there are a couple of um Zane books that, you know, I was kind of heavily into the Zane. Even though I don't like writing erotica, I will read, and I think Zane is probably one of the few authors that I have, um, you know, gotten hooked on that writes the, you know, writes erotica. Um, Really? So Mm -hmm. I'll read it, but I won't write it. Now, that's interesting, Nikkei. This is Tony. You say when you wrote mm-hmm. Sex Therapy, you had stepped outside mm-hmm. of your comfort zone, your element. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. what is it that it, it 
challenges you with that? Is it the research, the the feeling as you're writing it? What what is it <laughs> that the mystique of writing it? Just just explain it to us. <laughs> oh my goodness, I, it, you know it's kind of hard to explain. You know I'm that type of person like I to this day cannot say the the p word. Like I will not say it. <laughs> I won't say this. I won't even say the d word. Like. I'm going to use the scientific terminology for both of those words. <laughs> you so my, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so my, my pen sisters, Anitra and Terry, joke me all the time because, you know, I'll say something like her luscious booty or luscious <laughs> 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 Like, I'm not going to talk. You know what? Like, we about to put that. this out there. We about to put this out there. We about to put this out there because, you know, you got to speak that thing for it to come. And so we're going to speak that erotic pen and that erotic book out to you. We're going to speak that thing out to you. You just, you got it. You're just trying to cover it up and hide it. But, you know, you got the right people, though, behind you because we already know Terry got that nasty pen. So we already know what it is over there. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know they keep pushing me, boy. They keep pushing me. So when they read really? my story, when they read my part of um, sex therapy, they could not. Mm-hmm. They literally could not believe that I had written it. And my story is called Secret Desires, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea where. Like I said, it was my alter ego. Um, I did say some words in the book that I normally would not say, so they you were know what? shocked <laughs> that I had written it. But hey, when I when I'm given a challenge, oh, I'm gonna step up to the challenge. Challenge it may be uncomfortable, and you know one of my sayings that I probably stole from somebody. Apologize now. But, you know, you just got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that was a moment where I had to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So, um, I, you know, it took me out of my comfort zone. But, you know, it was okay. It was good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the the um Nikki phrase that Nikki gave me. I mean what what are they what what can they say? Right. If you if you do it, what can they say? Right. The the word like they they're either gonna like in any business, people are either gonna like it or they're they're not. And, you know, those who like it, I mean Good. Those who don't, then that's okay too. You know, you know, people talk about reviews and people get mad about you know reviews or whatever. And I usually, you know, look at reviews like this. You know, they're hopefully they're constructive criticism. I know that there's been some things going on in the you know literary world where people get mad and they give people one stars just you know because they're heated or whatever. But you know, I just personally feel that if somebody rates my book a three and they give a legitimate reason like you know a lot of a lot of times people get ticked off at me because my books are are kind kind of short you know I don't write novels that like Harry Potter you know that's not me first of all I don't have time (laughs) I mean just being honest I I don't have time (laughs) to write a book you know, that long. So um, Mm -hmm. sometimes because I have twists at the end of my book, 
people, you know, get mad and that it's not longer because they want more. And I do understand mm-hmm. that. And that's why I try to come back with, you know, you know, something, you know, a sequel or, um, you know, or a spinoff. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, you know, I may do one, two, three sequels to a book, but, you know, I'm not doing five, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, at, at some point, mm-hmm. you know, kill off all the characters and let's keep moving, you know, move <laughs> on to another storyline, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of my, um, where I, you know, where I stand with that, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. This journey has been interesting, and I, I'm not finished. You know, um, a lot of people are asking me about, you know, when am I going to do the uh, third series in The Cheater's Wife because it, it, there should be one. I haven't started writing it yet because I got sidetracked with being psychotic with Obsessed. So, it's you know, it's, it's coming. You know, it just takes me time, but, you know, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I, this is Tony. I read Sex Therapy about a year ago. I'm going to have to go back and see which story you wrote. <laughs> it's the first one. Shanta put me out there and put me first. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> let's see I'm how have to revisit that Nick can get. <laughs> let y'all see that first. So, yeah, so it's the, it's the first story, uh, and, and you'll be shocked, and, you know, I just, you know, I felt weird as I wrote it, mm-hmm. but you know, I you know I I finished okay. it and it well, was what, good. what made you feel weird? We see we're gonna get this book up out of you. So what what was it that <laughs> made you feel weird about it? Couldn't nobody see you writing it? Was it that you were shocked that you could go I there? That, I mean, what was yeah, it? Yeah, I think it? that was it. I'm a very conservative person. You know, I'm not. You know. Uh, I you know I just grew up where you know my mom was the type of mom that you know you I wish I would find out that you're you know having sex and you know she would say stuff that make you scared to death of sex like oh my god here I am married I'm like I'm I'm scared wait a minute where my, where my mama at? I was at my wedding like I was so like scared to kiss my husband at my wedding because I was like my mom is my mom and dad they're looking <laughs> so you know people are watching you know, just real quick real quick <laughs> yes and it was I was like my husband was looking at me like really <laughs> like okay I, I, and you now I'm just gonna say the code name for conservative is free. I'm just going to put that out there. That's what conservative is. That's just an undercover version of what it is. We're going to get this book up out of you. We're going to get this book out of you. I really ho- hope Shanta is listening. Oh, my goodness, because I know that they would be weak right about now. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, un- uncomfortable, you know, eventually, you know, I finished it. You know, it's just like once I get the storyline in my head, if I'm in the writing mood, I, and I feel like it's a gift, maybe, you know, a gift from God that, uh, you know, I'm able to, you know, just 
once I have it in my head, it just kind of plays like a movie almost. And as it plays, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just write it down. I'll go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I may even, like, the whole, just about the entire concept of the cheater's wife book came from a dream that I had. And from that dream spawned the cheater's wife. So, you know, and that's how I work. You know, the concept will come to me in a dream or, you know, just a thought, a smell, something I see, and then I write it. And as long as I'm in that flow of writing, I can, you know, I can write for hours, you know, and it just spills out like somebody pouring water. You know, it doesn't take much thought as long as I'm in that, you know, in that mode. And so once I got mm-hmm. in that mode with writing Secret Desires, it just kind of continued to spill like water. And I, at the end, I was like, whew, glad I am finished this. And so, you know, I <laughs> – I, I, <laughs> I submitted it to Shanta, and he absolutely loved it. He laughed about it, you know, um, just because he he knew that it was out of my comfort zone. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then I went back to, you know, went back to my little comfort zone with my little women's fiction book, and a lot of the, the set scenes or whatever, anything, you know, it's kind of implied, Um you understand that there may be something, you know, going on, but it's not very, it's not, you know, erotic or, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's vivid enough for you to understand what's going on, but not necessarily well, erotic. Well, tell me, Tony, we like oh. this. If it's going to be nasty, let it be nasty. We need to know that it's nasty. If not, then they ask Starbucks for some coffee and conversation. Ain't nobody got time. Please, you and I are on the same wavelength because I was about to say, Nikkei, girl, we don't want no type of implications. We want, we want statements. We want to see it. That's the thing about a sex scene, though. You have authors mm-hmm. that can write those explicit, hard hitting sex scenes, right? Mm-hmm. 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 But you don't have to. It doesn't have to necessarily be hard hitting. It can be sexual, right. but right, right. you still have Emotional. to show some of the hard spots. Of right, it. but you just mm-hmm. don't have to be so 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 explicit as some right. artists. You vulgar about it, <laughs> right? But and, you and know, we gonna we gonna get you out of the suggesting <laughs> that this possibly would happen because I'll be like, so what happened? Did they go to Starbucks? What they went to Chick-fil-A, they had lunch, what happened? <laughs> and and I, I will say that it, it can get sensual. I like that word. It can get sensual, a lot of emotion. But, you know, you're definitely not going to see the D word in any mouthful. And I do not. Maybe I think I may have gone there in um, cash rooms, everything around me, because, like I said, that was my very first urban fiction kind of street lit type book. So um, I may have used it, you know, wrote it real fast and kept going. And, no, wait, and she, she book. says she wrote it real fast. She said, no, I wrote that real fast. That one little part, boom, boom. And then I was done with that. Yeah, so, you know, it's um, – 
don't know. It's 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 been a fun. It's it's a fun ride. Been a fun ride. It's a fun ride. I enjoy. It. So what is your what is your writing process like when you sit down to write? I know you say it has to be late when the house is mm-hmm. quiet, but what are some of the the quirks that um, readers don't know that you you do to get your writing going? Well, okay, the the main thing that I have to have, I have to have, like, gummy worms or gummy bears. Like, the entire time that I'm writing, I'm eating gummy worms or gummy bears. It's like it, it doesn't even work right if, if I'm not chewing on some gummy worms or gummy bears. So I have that, and then I may have a McDonald's sweet tea. All of that to just kind of keep me up and keep me writing because one problem that I do have, if I'm not doing that, I'll get sleepy. And then I'll just kind of fall to, fall asleep and sometimes wake up in the middle of the night with the computer sitting on my lap. So as long as I'm eating and drinking something, then I'm going to keep writing. So, um, Mm -hmm. and that's what I do. Like, I don't use an outline or anything when I write. So, you know, once I have my title, like I said, you know, I just start writing and just, you know, let it, let it flow. And then at the end of the chapter, I'll go back and read and be like, okay, let me see what I just wrote. You know, and anything that I may need to change, you know, I'll change it so that, you know, it, it to make sure everything makes sense. And that's, and that's my thing is to, you know, as I, when I write, I want it to make sense. I don't want anybody to be confused as to, you know, what the storyline is or what the plot is you know, where everything is taking place or anything like that. Uh-huh. See, now you got me wanting some gummy worms and bears. <laughs> that's like, a, that's like when you have to have Twizzlers. I got to have me some Twizzlers. <laughs> Wait, we yep, on the same page. And I'm thinking to myself, I got some sweetest fish downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, that's, and most people downstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And most people don't, you know, don't know that. And I have to have it when I, you know, when I write. And, you know, my husband knows it because I'll send him out to go get it <laughs> if I don't have them. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's just a, you know, it's just a part of what, you know, how, how I go about, you know, the writing process. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is this is Tony um McKay. What has been the biggest mm-hmm. joy since you've become an author about being an author? Well, I think the biggest thing is the opportunity to to network and meet people. Um as a result of me um, you know, being in the you know, in the book industry, I've been able to, you know, to meet and fellowship and network with a lot of, you know, um a lot of um readers, other authors, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that to me, um one of my um statements like on my banner when I go to my book event at the bottom it says motivate and power inspire and that's what I aim to do and you know I get empowered by being in the present presence of you know some of the you know the the uh, other authors that I have met at um you know at the different book events that I've you know that I've been to 
So um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the biggest thing in addition to the fact that, you know, the feeling that you get when somebody inboxes you and say, you know, and asks you, okay, when is the next book coming out? Or they'll tell you, oh, you know, I really love The Cheater's Wife, you know, and, you know, or where are you? You know, sometimes I'll even get those inboxes like, wait a minute, okay, the last book, you know, went, come on now, let, let's go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, um, so those are some of the biggest things that um, really have excited me about, you know, being an author, just, you know, just mainly the net, the networking and the, you know, the interactions that I've had with readers over the past four years. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, our topic today is think outside the book and push your brand. And so mm-hmm. thinking outside of the book, you have your books and bling um, mm-hmm. thing, theme about yourself because you currently you are currently a paparazzi consultant. How did you get wrapped up in doing paparazzi and then combine your books into that venture as well to be able to push both? Well, um, I got into paparazzi, but I just, okay, I was just on Instagram, and normally I'm not even up there, Um, and I had some thoughts, you know, a couple of months that I needed to find an additional source of income because my oldest daughter was about to, it is about to um about to go to college. And um so I just so happened to see um one of my sorority sisters, she had a a post about um becoming a paparazzi consultant and um, you know, me, like I said, I try anything once. Um, mm-hmm. And after learning a little bit more about paparazzi accessories, I felt that this was right. You know, sometimes you see businesses, especially uh, direct marketing type, direct sales type businesses, and you're like, mm, nah, I don't know, this is scam, blah, you know, blah, blah. And when I found out more about it, I was like, you know what? There's something to this. I was like, first of all, people love, women love jewelry. Okay, Mm -hmm. second of all, women love anything that's affordable. So I have affordable, fashionable, and then everybody loves jewelry. I said, okay, I'm going to try this. And so I did. And it was probably one of the best decisions that I ever made. So Mm -hmm. The books and bling concept kind of came across when um, I had an opportunity to do both of them at a book event in Richmond. And um, I went to this book event, and, you know, it's just kind of catchy, you know, books and bling. (laughs) I mean, it's just catchy. And uh, so, you know, people who like books, you know, they're going to come to my table. But people who like bling, they're going to come to my table. And then mm-hmm. either way, it's a win-win. Somebody's going to get something, you know. And right, right. Um, just, so, just so happened that particular that particular day, I ended up, I actually ended up selling more of the bling than I did the books. You know, women love jewelry. Um, mm-hmm. and don't let them get their hair done and, you know, see <laughs> some jewelry. It's a wrap. 
And so I said, you know, this this thing right here is is a winner. So either way, just understanding the power of having multiple streams of income, understanding mm-hmm. that as long as I have books, I have money. As long as I have jewelry, I have money. And mm-hmm. and that's basically how how my mindset is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so the books and the bling, they make me money. So it's just a matter of, like you said, branding them. You know, like even I have, to, I have a team with my paparazzi business. Um, is I think as of today is 158 people on my team, Linkfully Inspire. And I tell them, you know, no, if you don't go out there and let somebody know that you sell jewelry, then nobody's going to buy your jewelry. If you're never mm-hmm. doing anything and showing people, you know, if people don't know that you are an author, if you don't ever post your book, if you're not ever out there attending events and letting people see your face, nobody's going to know who you are because even if you post or upload a book on Amazon, a lot of times if people don't know your name as an author, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to just search you out and and just click. And your book isn't going to rise to the top of the Amazon charts either, you know, just because Mm -hmm. you uploaded it. So you have to brand yourself. You have to let people know, A, that you write, that I am an author. How do you do that? Well, you know, you open your mouth. Closed mouths don't get fed. That's another saying that I'm quite sure I stole from somebody too. But, you know, closed <laughs> mouths don't get get fed. So if you're not telling people about your business or your businesses, no matter if it's books, no matter if it's bling, you know, I we do um, tutoring, you know, I have a tutoring business. So, I mean, if you're not opening your mouth saying that you do these things, then people don't know it. And, you know, how you brand yourself is important. You know, you can't, you know, if if you want people to see, take your business seriously, then you treat it as a business and, you all, and you're always professional. And which could be another reason why, you know, I'm hesitant about using certain words you know, because of my profession, too, um, with me being in education and when people read my read my book, you know, I, uh, unfortunately, in the field of education, parents, students, it's, it's almost like you can't do it. You can't do certain things. I'm going to tell you all a story about when I first started teaching. Um, which will help you kind of understand maybe why I don't write the erotica. Now that I'm thinking, you all are bringing it out of me. I was <laughs> it was a late it was a Labor Day cookout uh, with my family and my uh, sister in law. The sister in law and I went on a, a, I'm going to say a beer run. Okay, just so happened this particular grocery store was in the area. Where my, where my, well, not necessarily where my students are. As a matter of fact, at the time I, I was actually a teacher. I taught on the other side of town. See, but I keep forgetting that my students on the other side of town they have cousins, and their cousins are all over the place. So this particular day, I'm in the food line with my sister-in-law, and she tells me here. 
hold this. And it was like a 12-pack of bulls or something. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was a 12-pack of beer. can't remember what it was. but So I'm standing there kind of feeling like I probably shouldn't be holding the 12-pack of beer. But all of a sudden, I feel this tap on my shoulder. And I turn around, and it was one of my students. And, you know, I'm little. I, the the case of beer probably was as big as I was, so I couldn't hide it. It wasn't like I could put it behind <laughs> my back and be like, okay. So, you know, I was like, oh, my goodness. So when we went to school that, you know, the next school day, you know, I just felt like this student was looking at me and saying, I know, you know you what? Be. You know? <laughs> we gonna get you up out of this thing. I just wanna rem- I just wanna just put it out there into your spirit and let you know that, you know, your profession is no longer an excuse because Stacey Abrams is a romance mm-hmm. author and she ran mm-hmm. for governor of Georgia. So Oh we all okay. know what goes on in the romance book. And she got quite yes. a few. So now <laughs> So I have no excuse. No excuse. Right. She <laughs> ran for governor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, so that was just a little uh you know, sad story there. But we you know, like you I said, we're gonna get this book up out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling Terry now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, call Terry and get Terry on me. Get Terry on me because you know Terry has you know she she tries to you know tries to get it out me but you know it's it's hard it's it's been hard for her to try to get it out me too. <laughs> but don't think that she and Anitra haven't tried they they have definitely tried. That's funny. Not just a bottle of beer, but a whole case, huh? The whole case, girl. Yes, the whole case. Like, just my luck. Really? That's some funny stuff right there. (laughs) Okay, now I have a question, though. Okay. Okay, I have a question. So Mm -hmm. at work, the students, how do they view you? Because, see... By you having beer, that you grown, you cap, you mm-hmm. have a husband. So many reasons mm-hmm. why you got beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but did you feel a way because of the the way that you carry yourself in front of the students? I think I think so. You know, um, for some reason, students, you know, um, think that teachers and at the time I was was a teacher um they think you just live in the schools for some reason so they just really were well at least I'm going to say students back then because students are different now than the students I taught back in 1996 so um you know they I just felt like I had this image this you know this role model uh and I was kind of, you know and I was really young back then. I started teaching when I was 20, 22 or 20, 
23, maybe 21, 22 when I first started teaching. So, you know, I wanted them to look at me as, like, the role model, and, you know, I just felt like I had this image. Like, right now, if I went into the store, like, I don't cater. You know, I'll have some pink Moscato or whatever, okay, if I see you, okay, fine. You know, I don't care now because at this point I have, you know, I'm, I have learned a lot over the years. You know, I'm grown. My out, I have separated my professional life from my, you know, from my personal life when it comes to, you know, to those type of things. You know, and kids now, shucks, half of them, you know, they it's not even shocking to them anymore. You know, um, so it's, you know, I think that that was the reason why. I, Back then, I felt that way. Um, now, do I feel that way? No. Mm-mm. Well, here on Let's Chat, we like to do fun questions. And okay, if there's no watching, the we are directing you to hang up <laughs> the phone. <laughs> if our any students are streaming online, disconnect the link. <laughs> Because ain't no telling what Miss T is going to ask you. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm, I'm I'm ready for it tonight, Leash. We're going to get her out of that zone. Oh, oh no. Lord. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Roundtree, we apologize in advance. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm there. I'm ready for you tonight, McKay. We're going to get you out of that zone tonight here on Let's Chat. <laughs> okay. So first of all, all right, we, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you for, for giving us some of your precious time, sharing it with us here and our listeners tonight here on this chat. But um, one welcome. of the things that we love, we love doing mm-hmm. is feeling our guests' creative juices flow instantaneous on the, on, the, on the dime. So we want you to give us a live excerpt, and you can pick two characters in your book, anyone, okay. whether it be sex therapy know. or the cheetahs. And we're going to give okay. you two props to use. And tonight's props for you are handcuffs and a whip. So oh, we want you man. to give us a live excerpt using those two props and action. Oh, oh my goodness. You know what? You we ready. Have, we ready. You all have put me on the spot. <laughs> And you're going to say handcuffs and whip. Okay. Yes, so girl. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. Any, and a okay. blindfold. Boom. And a blindfold. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I guess I'll have to go with Macy from um, Obsessed um, okay. and her husband, Chauncey. And, um, Okay. As I walked into the room, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Chauncey had flowers all around the room. Candles were lit. Uh, smells were smelling fragrant like uh, like violet and vanilla. I took two steps into the room, and I couldn't find Chauncey at first. Then I saw him, and he was laying on the bed. Chauncey, 
what are you doing? I thought we had plans to go to the movies tonight. He put his finger up to his lips, and he told me to shh. He pointed to the nightstand, and on the nightstand was a blindfold. He said, turn around. He sat up from the bed, and he put the blindfold on my eyes. He said, tonight I'm going to take you to your fantasy world. He put the blindfold on my eyes and led me to a chair. The chair was seated in the middle of the room. He pushed me down, and next thing I know, he grabbed both of my hands and he handcuffed me to the chair. He took my shirt off and... Okay, I'm going to stop right (laughs) Don't stop now. Y'all this is why crazy. we love these live excerpts. We we love we love to hear <laughs> people's passion and they skill. We love to hear it how it flows. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> really now? All right. <laughs> I'm not even gonna listen. My husband over there. He of course he walked in. We're trying to cook out on the grill and everything, and he's asking me where everything <laughs> is. But he's standing there looking at me like, um. <laughs> What kind of interview like, was that? <laughs> yes, Wait a minute, Lee. Tell like, Mr. Like, Mr. Roucher he can thank us later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Y'all, this It will be okay if you name cool. kids after us. We will take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he can thank us later. You're very welcome, you, Mr. Roucher. <laughs> you should have seen his face. His face was totally like, really? Like, who is this person talking on the That's that book. Like, That's that book. Now, see, I'm going to put this out there because we're going to get this book about you. But mm-hmm. I always change your pen name. You can write a radical mm-hmm. in your pen name. I'm just throwing yeah, that on right. there. I'm just, just saying. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. That is a thought, lady. <laughs> I was thinking the same thought. thing, Liz. I was right, right. Like, we can get this book. We can get this book. You, they'll have to know it's you. <laughs> Not right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you come back on, let's chat, and you talk to us about it, and we're going to say, well yeah. done. And look, That's I want to make right. sure I acknowledge both of you in the acknowledgement. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely. We yes. so appreciate you, Nikki, coming and kicking with us here in the chat room. You know you are Thank welcome you for anytime. We want you to shout Thank out you. all of your social media. Shout out your business website for your jewelry and any events that you have coming up. Well, um, you can contact me on social media um, just by searching author Nikkei. N-I-K-A-Y. Um, I have a website. It's uh, authornikkei.weebly.com. Um, I also have my books available on um, my website, so people can get their books from me and get autographed copies of my paperbacks. Of course, um, my books are um, on Amazon. Uh, I also have books that are in the Richmond Public um, Library, Richmond City Public Library, and I have books in um, Suffolk uh, 
city public library. Um, as far as my bling is concerned, uh, you can find me at um, www.bling, N-U-B-L-I-N-G, the letter N-Y-O-U.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, um, just type in the search, uh, bling and you, and um, it, should come, it should come up. So, um, you know, I thank you all for having me. This has really been fun. I didn't know what to expect. Um, right now, as far as events that are com- coming up, um, uh, I will post them on my website. Um, I don't have any um, this month, but working definitely working on some things in July and August. Absolutely. Well, make sure you tag us so that we can share those events. We appreciate you. Now, we're going to be waiting for that erotica book. You're going to have to inbox us your secret pen name so that we know what to go get. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) definitely. I will definitely do that. I appreciate you all, and thank you for making me once again step out of my comfort zone. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) All we right. thank you so very much. You have a great night. Thank, thank you. Good night, ladies. <laughs> Good night. That was awesome, Lisa. I love her energy. <laughs> that was so great. And that, that live excerpt was everything. I was like, wait a minute. And y'all all right? I'm just saying, we're going to get that book out. <laughs> You know, she, you know, I just had to go there. I, I, I just, we just had to go there. <laughs> we knew we had, we knew she had it in her. And it was there. It was there. It was there. You say conservative, we know what that means. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us here on Let's Chat. I am Miss Felicia. You and I got my right hand, and most of the time, she is my left. The last fabulous Miss Tony. Our topic today is thinking outside of the book. Right now, we're going to have fabulous musical artist, Deuce. So we're going to be talking about thinking outside of the album and pushing your brand. All hey. right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, what's up? Yeah, my name, well, my artist's name is Deuce, but my real name is Michael. Y'all can call me Michael. Y'all are y'all sound really nice. Y'all can be like my well, family. thank you. Well, thank you, Michael slash Deuce. <laughs> cousin Michael, that's right. We cousin Michael. <laughs> we love it. Yes, so ma'am. Yeah, tell everybody a yes, little bit ma'am. about yourself Deuce. and your journey into music. Um, I just turned 21. Um, I've been working on music for like two years, just like writing songs and stuff like that. Uh, I released a mixtape last year, and I'm pretty proud about it. It's called Birthdays, colon, like, like the grammar. Grammatic mark, not like the actual word, bust. So, it's, again, that's birthdays, colon, grammatically, and bust. Um, and I, I was uh, real proud of the results. And so, like, I just kept chasing my dream. Uh, yeah, I kind of forgot your question. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> we family. Sit down that's and get comfortable. If you got a red cup, we not worried about what's in it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I appreciate you guys for dealing with me. I'm, I was, now, uh, I'm you... working on music right now. I'm in the studio, and so mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like off in the corner. And so, <laughs> if you hear music uh, of people talking, that's what it is. 
We understand. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with the name Deuce? Oh, it was actually a family nickname because um, my name is Michael and my dad's name is Michael. And my mom didn't want me to be called, like, uh, Junior or Junebug because I was born in North Carolina, and that's, like, a uh-huh. common nickname. And so my mom was like, oh, let's call him Deuce. <laughs> she said, all right, mom. Okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom loved it. She's always calling me it. But um, eventually, like, the kids picked it up, and, like, you know, kids are immature. So they started calling me Douche, and I hated it. <laughs> And now, look, your musical artist, Duke. Now, look at that. Right. Now, I was about to make you some yes, coin. You love it now, right? Yes, ma'am. I've expressed my hatred to beautiful music. <laughs> Absolutely. No wrong with that. Now, who was your biggest supporter during the time where you decided to um, sit down and, and really go for it? Who supported you the most to push you through? Um... <laughs> Um, it was kind of, it's kind of been a solo thing. Like, no one person has really, like, a lot of people have supported me. Like, like, go for it. But, like, it's kind of cool to say that your mom likes, like, your music. So, like, I guess my mom, that's, like, cliche. Uh (laughs) Like, like, I I just think, oh, I have good music because my mom listens to it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, now, Michael, this is Tony. We're going to try to remember to introduce, let you know who you're talking to. Now, do you more write music or sing? What is more your niche? Oh, I write music a lot. I have a lot of written Mm -hmm. music. But I like to sing, too, but I'm more of a writer. You're more of a writer? So when you're writing music, do you write write music for other artists as well or just yourself? I've gotten offers and I've gotten opportunities, but nothing's really panned out. But I think Mm -hmm. it'd be cool. Because, like, I look into well, the money for it, it. it's not bad, so, you know. Mm-hmm. We're going to speak that? it and put it out there. We're going to speak it and put it out there that you're going to be writing for other artists as well. Mm, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like I said, I got an offers, and I didn't think the, the the business was out there, but a lot of popular music has writers and stuff. You know, I'm here. Neo I'm was here. a writer. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look at it. If you look at Neo, before we really knew who Neo was, Neo was writing music for other mm-hmm. people. You know. So yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. You know, yep. Wrote for Beyonce. That's right. So we're going to put that out there. Our topic today is thinking outside of the book, but in your case, thinking outside of the record or the album. Yes, ma'am. And so being able to push your brand at the same time and... Uh, that that's possible for you to be able to write for other people. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And, then, and uh, just the know, fact that we're oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Just the fact that we're talking about uh, songwriting for other people is outside the album for me because like like that's like work outside of the album literally, and I don't really think about it that much. But on the topic, I'm also a comedian, so uh, I advertise my music like that as well. And uh, I also have a brand that I'm working on, like, outside of music. Hopefully, it'll develop clothing. Oh, okay. okay. All right, (laughs) (laughs) man. Look at you holding all that good stuff in. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, Uh, ma'am. I'm also a radio host. Really? See, right. now that was supposed to be the first thing you're supposed to say. You're supposed <laughs> to put yourself on out there. That's supposed to be the first thing well, you say. I'm here as a rapper, so I was. Uh-uh, <laughs> it's a, all part of, but that's all part of it. That's that's all part of pushing your brand. 
you know what I'm saying? That's all part of it. That's great, great advice. So tell us about the White Packers Radio. Yeah, we want to know about the radio stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, it's a it's a local radio station. It's called 100.9 WCHQ. And uh, I was mm-hmm. doing morning shows, but right now I'm talking to her about changing it. But mm-hmm. you can catch me probably on, like, Fridays. I like Fridays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's all local music, and it's, like, like folk music and stuff. We have hip-hop, but I don't, I don't DJ for the hip-hop. So how did you get, really cool how did you get into yeah. radio? How did you get on the air? Through a comedy. I knew a comedian who um, was on the radio station, and he had posted on uh, job offers or uh, positions needing to be filled. And so I talked to him, and he got me hooked up. Oh. And then, ironically, like when I started working there, one of my roommates' dads worked worked there too. <laughs> mhm. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Now, what type of music do you like? What type of music do you write? Oh, I like I like a lot of music, but like I focus on like hip hop. Like I've been listening to a lot of XXX Tentacion uh, recently because of his death. Uh, but uh, I listen to, like him. Childish Gambino is a favorite of mine, Chance the Rapper, Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, Tyler, the Creator, All of Our Future. Um, I really like Steve Lacey, outside of hip-hop. Uh, I think Kid Cudi's kind of outside of hip-hop. I like outside mm-hmm. of rap. I like Kid Cudi. I like a lot of people. <laughs> okay. I like listening to the radio, listening to CDs. I got... um. Tosh Gambino CD in my car, Kendrick Lamar CD in my car, Lil Yachty's, Bryson Tiller. Um, I live in Louisville. Shout out to Bryson Tiller. He's from Louisville. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, SZA. SZA's <coughs> nice. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky, it's um, it's his uh, first mixtape that he did. Uh, Long Live ASAP. Or was it okay, Live Love? <laughs> The you're a connoisseur. <laughs> See, you got the, you have all that you're holding in. So I'm gonna ask you this question: If we were sitting here two years mm-hmm. from now, and we were talking about the things that you have accomplished, what are some of the things we'll be talking about? One thing I'm really hoping uh, to accomplish is a tour. I want to get a five-city tour, and so if I could get that, I consider that an accomplishment, and I think it's achievable. Um, and also, I want to get a song on Rap Caviar on Spotify because that is a streaming gold mine. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Those, those are my two, like, biggest goals because I've gotten, like, a lot of goals accomplished that like, I didn't really focus on. And uh, so, like, I've just started to just focus on, like, really big goals and, like, just letting, like, the other stuff come because it's just meant to be, you know, happening regardless of my focus on it. And so, like, yeah, I'm just focused on those two goals for real. But I got other stuff I think about too. Okay. You seem to have a lot on lot that you want to accomplish, Michael. This is Tony. Um tell us what is it about hip hop that fascinates you? What is it that, that is uh, it the way you can express yourself? So the style, what is it about hip hop that that you're passionate about? It's it's just the the way that it's like Adorned and like worship, like it's very like not similar to, but very close to like the Bible and the way that it's the its message is spread and like it's all across the world. Like hip hop started in like Harlem, the Bronx, and New York, and like now there's like like I have fans in India, and like that's just crazy. 
And is it the way you can express yourself as well? How how, did, how is that playing? Oh yeah, that um uh I've always been able to uh, like be energetic and boisterous, but like music like it's helped me actually like like relax and like it's been therapeutic for me because like I've I've been able to um actually match the energy that I'm thinking. Like a lot of times like I may like do something that's out of character to like how I think I am. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Yes. Mm. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, but like it's it's great. Like it's fun just writing music. Like it's a healthy way to spend time for me. And mm-hmm. sometimes something good comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, are there like any type of quirks that you have to have around you when you're writing? Like you know, like Twizzlers or like the Alagraskas some. No Don't man, all right, all right. Anyway, all right. I'm driving. I have done it. <laughs> no, I'll do it anywhere, like regardless. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You just if something free comes to my head. I gotta write it. I get yelled at at work for writing stuff <laughs> or typing it on my phone because I think I'm texting and stuff. But uh, just let me get this lyric out real quick. This, this shit's hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now you 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 you're young. You still have a long way to go. Keep those passions alive. <laughs> Absolutely. No now here on Let's Chat, we do like to do something fun, right? And so okay. Tony is going, she always gives these great fun questions. And so I'm excited to okay. see what questions that she has for you today. Hi, Tony. <laughs> All right, Mr. Michael Slash, artist. Musical artist Deuce, it's going to be music, musical theme tonight because that's your niche. Now, you throwing a dinner party and you're able to invite three of your favorite rap artists, whether they're alive oh, or dead. Who, who, would they, who would you invite and why? Okay. Oh, man. Okay, this is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> and there's so many people who I'm going to have to snuff this. Like, three people instantly came to mind. Oh really? <laughs> oh, on, yes, Andre three thousand, Childish Gambino, and Method Man. Ooh, oh, oh. and why? <laughs> Method Man is just dope. Like <laughs> he's dope. Um, and I respect the Wu Tang Clan like them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, so I just want to talk to him. Like he's just he's cool. I don't know. <laughs> pick, his, pick his pick his brain. Just pick his brain. <laughs> I don't know. He may like hate me because I'm, I'm, I'm like I'll be like really excited maybe, or maybe like I'd be the opposite and I'd like think I'm like real cool because I'm hanging out with him. If I wouldn't be myself, mm-hmm. I've thought about it a little bit. Um, uh, but uh, Childish Gambino, because uh, he just he does a lot of like what I do, and people like uh, always say like, oh, I'm trying to be like him, and like, and people mm-hmm. say I look like him, mm-hmm. and so I don't want to like talk to him because he's just cool. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, Andre Three Thousand, he's groovy. Uh, his music is really connected to me as a kid. Wow! Like, I love style. And like his the words he does like with like Anita Baker, and like like he just started making clothes like, like just randomly like with like Anita and like Anita Baker's face and stuff, and then he like like just sent it to her, and like they made a business mm-hmm. out of it. I think. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What you know about Anita Baker? Let me let me find out she's going to old school. I don't. I don't know enough. I don't know enough. <laughs> she's you going way back with Anita Baker? What you know about her, Mr. Michael? <laughs> now, I just, that's I music. Heard about wait, her wait, 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 wait. That's music. My mom said nah. something like three times. <laughs> <laughs> that's music right there. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my mom grew up. I grew up with like a lot of classical music with my mom, like uh, mm-hmm. Love and Happiness, Marvin Gaye, oh man, mm-hmm. classic gospel. Now behold the lamb. That, that's just uh-huh. pretty in my head. Let me. All right now, <laughs> Serenata. <Yeah. laughs> I love that song too. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But yeah, she she made sure I at least had a little bit of music culture. I wish I would have listened to music when I was younger, though. I got mm-hmm. into it and stuff. Yes, I really do you play an instrument? Too. Do, do, I play do you the play drums. an instrument? I play the, uh, I, I work on the keyboard a little bit, uh, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not like fluent in any way. I, I have a song where I play the guitar, um, but I used to play the drums and saxophone. No, no, it was a clarinet. And uh, that was really cool. And that's when I started listening to hip-hop. And that was right when uh, the Carter Three came out. And, oh, man, that was a classic. I got it off LimeWire. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's when I started getting awesome. into, like, hip-hop seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. You should have, you're, pa- you're passionate about what you're doing, and you're having fun, sounds like. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now we want you to introduce... Your song Cool okay so This song is uh, under one of my rap Personas and he goes by the name of Deuce Blanco The name says it all He's a boss uh, This is his single I have his project coming out called Blanco Soon I'm working on it And the single is called Domestic Policy And I hope y'all enjoy Thank you Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Get up. Be why you fucking with me I've looked for other options 
questions, but all fingers point at me. You can boy me, but it won't destroy me. I won't be a slave, cause my agent gets me paid. They dig the dirt out of my grave while I celebrate. I ain't faced. If I was as mean as the raps, I lay. Fuck it, you come up with the rhyme while I'm great. I gotta get busy fixing your fucking opiate craze. I handle them case by case. Bye-bye. Opening your brain and figuring her out why you think your life ain't great. I mean, I must be the train for the thought since you're running away from the right life you don't want. Or maybe you're kicking in the kind unless you're so rotten about reality that now you're cock goblin and rocking every male disease. Here, take domestic policy. How sex is it? pressure it and too to let me break his legs to snitch it So it's mouth shut so it can't say who did it Rip it, feed it to a goofy alligator Collected shit ten hours later Make it in the pot, then send it to the president of the policy With a note that reads, hands up, this is a robbery I got the help helping me abolish this not before I leave you unconscious. Oh shit, that would have been West if he was left. Fuck it, I'll pick up where the trailblazer left. Supersonic and unkipped like Sean ain't been washing. I'll die for my right in a rap fight tonight. Passion and foresight, that's a hell of a combination. I'm the foreman of Fortnite. If Fortnite was cool, you 47, he 11. Either way, dude. Way you lose. I'll take this time to collect haters stuck thinking I got a. You are now tuned in to the mother uh uh-uh, greatest. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Thank, you, like thank, that you. thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> that was nice. That's <laughs> true. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Very nice. Right from the start, I was over here. All right, now. <laughs> thank very you, nice. thank you, very nice. Now, when it releases, make sure you let us know so we can have you on for the album release to celebrate that. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the invite. You're very welcome. We appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, where are you guys based out of? I'm in I'm in Georgia. Georgia. Uh, in hey, East. shout out to Georgia. I have family in Atlanta. <laughs> family in Savannah. I'm uh-huh. joking about the last part. It just rhymes. I just wanted to rap. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. And I and I'm in New York. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Shout out New York. I love New York. Uh, I have family in New York or from New York, Jamaican, Queens, New York. You got family thing, all over, right? Michael. <laughs> yeah. My my family's in the military. And they end up remarrying people. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we appreciate you right. for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Welcome back. Uh, Any, anytime. You might just have something you want to just speak on. Just be like, I just got something on my spirit I want to talk about. Oh, totally. Just let I, us know. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And shout out, shout out to God, my mom, and my manager, Dylan. Shout out to Dylan. <laughs> He's making the things shout happen. Shout out to Dylan. Yes, we love Dylan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and we appreciate you coming to share your music, your gifts, and your world with us. And we want you to have thank a wonderful evening. And we'll see you when it releases. Thank you, thank you, y'all. Y'all have a great night. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
You too. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. That was nice. Yes, that was a good. This was a good show. This is a good show. Thinking outside of the box. We're gonna say thinking outside of the box, and pushing your brand is very important. We have the fabulous Nikkei Roundtree and artist Deuces on. If you guys are just tuning in and you missed the interview, no worries. Just head over to the archives here at blogtalk.com, as well as iTunes or any podcast app for any for that matter. And stream our show We appreciate all the support that we have And we will see y'all on Next week Have a great weekend City stand up Stand up. Stand up. Get up.